la 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 ACC B-Ball Degens. That's who we are. You're listening to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast, brought to you by Three Notched Brewing. I'm Luke Neer, your host. We have Guthrie Alexander in the building. We have the entire court, Chet, with us tonight. Guthrie's here. What's up? We're all here. We've watched a lot of basketball over the weekend, and we really spread out our duties. Taylor is also in the house. Greetings, sir. Hello. I love the way you enunciated quartet. It's fantastic. Vegas Mike. You're still yeah, alive. I'm still here, man. I'm still breathing. You're I told still with you. Us. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack during that Florida State Notre Dame game just because of how how happy I was with how I picked it. So you know, but yeah, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. This, we, this have, Louisville Syracuse overtime game is giving me heart. Yeah, we're recording now. this on Big Monday, and we were gonna wait till the end of regulation, and we held up to that promise. But now there's overtime. We get free basketball while we're recording. So if we're Distracted at all? That's because we're keeping a corner of the eye. Mike has a great vantage point, though, for for this overtime, where Donovan Mitchell will not be involved for Louisville, unfortunately, and then Syracuse is up to their their trickery, their second yeah. half trickery. I mean, just hot takes. Looking at it, I mean, they had this game in the bag, man. We they, need to talk. I would. I also want to approach the topic of second halves because yeah, that, that uh, yeah, is it's a been all theme. Over the place this they year. happen. Um, yeah, I mean, come they, right after the first half. They were up eight, dominating the glass just like we thought they would, and Dad they jokes. just could not put it away. And here we are going to overtime in Syracuse. It's just what a nightmare. Come so, on, cards. Let's go, Cuse. All right, we've got so much to review, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to go over Carolina Duke, of course, because, oh, did those two teams play last week? I didn't see the advertisement. But, and then we'll also talk about Virginia and Virginia Tech. Big week for Virginia. They have Duke and Carolina in one week. Uh, we will return to our segment known as Conspiracy Theories, which I'm really excited for this week. We mm-hmm. will also touch on uh, who's going to win this league. It's time to talk about it. I mean, I guess we have since day one, but it's still so great. Yeah, nobody wants it. Nobody wants the title mm, of it's ACC real, it's real regular tight. season champion. Nobody wants it this year. It must be because the tournament championship is more important. That's right. <laughs> They're all active listeners are of the we, podcast. Are we talking they about this again? Hold up. When did you turn into a Mike Bray disciple? <laughs> <laughs> I do like Mike Bray so much. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Nobody wants the regular season championship. What is it? Uh, seven teams within a game and a half of each other there in the ACC regular season standings. We're also all saving themselves up, jockeying for position mm-hmm. to win the tournament. Right. So Mike Jaffe is now a, a Mike Bray disciple. He used to not like this Notre Dame team. Now I think he's wearing four-leafed clover boxers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In, you know what? In honor of the Irish, in honor, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, which is a holiday coming up. One of my favorite holidays. Oh, and then, you know what? St. Patrick's Day falls on the Friday of the first March Madness weekend this year. Mm, um, so, I mean, it's, it's just going to be insanity You guys are going to be in Vegas. You're not going to be able to keep me from putting money on Notre Dame in that first weekend. It's going to be a great scene. Um, the thing is, you know what? I'm glad you brought up my love for Mike Bray. And, you know, I'll be honest, guys. I was having a pretty terrible day today. Just nothing could go right for me. And I just, I was hating work. I didn't really like my family. And I was just feeling really down to myself. And then Shout I got- Shout out to Mike's family. Yeah. Then, then, I, got, <laughs> then I got a- you, Wonderful people. Beautiful then I people. got a Venmo payment from Guthrie for $200 for winning the Notre Dame game. And all of a sudden, things felt better for me. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of terrible days, has everyone in this building had a terrible day? Maybe. It's rough it was today. easily the worst day of 2017. 
Oh, for woof. Guthrie, wow. I mean, like, not even close. There have only been, I, like, I'm, 45 of them so far. I know. So. I, well, I'm I'm debating whether how far back I want to okay, go, well, like, <laughs> in reality. You know, maybe we could make one of those shirts. Fine. You know, make one of those shirts. I woke up. I fell down the stairs. I got food poisoning at breakfast. I got fired from a job. You know, broke up with my girlfriend. Had a podcast, not a bad day, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Shirts, yeah. right? Well, if Louisville can cover here, then maybe. Dude, then maybe. We're, not, we're not making that shirt. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, um, I'm going to topic number one. Okay. Let's do it. Does anyone really want to win this league? All right, so let's, let's It's recap. out there. It's out there. Who can win this league, right? You, last last week or two weeks ago, you said there are only five teams that could potentially win this league. I think I narrowed that list. Uh, who I mean, do, who I would do you like to think. Can still win it? Carolina, Louisville, Virginia, Florida State, Florida State, and I just—I'm still not in on Duke. Duke, still not there. Winners of five straight. If they if they beat Virginia, I'll swap Virginia Duke though. Okay. On Wednesday. So really, there's six teams maybe. because that's a tiebreaker game. Right. Listen, can I say something? If you think Duke is winning at Carolina in the finale, yeah, I think they'll lose that. You've game. You've lost your mind. Right. Right, we all know how raucous that UNC home crowd can be. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, well, don't doubt them at home. Their last, their last two games are Florida State and UNC. So, I mean, I th- it it would come down to going two and zero in those last two mm-hmm. and beating Virginia probably. Yeah, they have a pretty rough stretch. And I, I'm not going to include Notre Dame and, and Syracuse in this company. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, well, I don't. That Syracuse... would be a hot take, but we need to be. We need to be grounded here. I was all queued up for my hot take on Syracuse as we watch Louisville and Syracuse in, in overtime right now as we record. Yeah. Um, tied right now. Why do teams implode in the dome? I don't know. It's a sight line, right? 23,000 people. Yeah, but they're not imploding in the first half. Their sight line's fine in the first half. Maybe there's a may, – oh, oh, I just got it. Maybe there's one end of the court where the sightline is worse. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they just tighten the rim a little bit on yeah, one exactly. side, knowing that they'll play down there. We're going to talk was, about rims today. I was too. all prepared to have a hot take about how Syracuse is not going to win the regular season, but they're the hottest team despite their loss to Pittsburgh. Embarrassing. But uh, they're going to win the tournament. I was all prepared to to uh, to you know play this out. And Luke, you shut me down. I can't do it now. You started that. Sentence and you said I was going to come up with a hot take. Syracuse is not going to win the regular season. I was like, that sounds like a Taylor hot take to me. Yeah, <laughs> sounds well, right on par. They're going to win the tournament for your style. They're hot right now. No, I mean that that would be one. I think actually, it, the more I watch them, the more I think that they are at the beginning of the season. Everybody expected them to be one of the contenders. Listen, before I think you, they're on before that level you two now. got here, Mike and I were watching this game, and Louisville had gone up by eight, I believe, Michael. Yeah, yeah. They and we were saying, eight, and we they... were saying, I'm so glad we drew the line yeah. in the sand last podcast about Syracuse not making the oh, tournament. They're, they're not. They're, Syracuse is not going to win this game. Look, there's three minutes left. Tyler Lydon shooting poor man's hook shots in the lane right now. Clank. There's no way that. <laughs> There's no way that Louisville loses this game, but they should have won it by about 12. They they were well, up eight well, with they an have, outlet pass. I mean, they got going four. They got four college players and a middle schooler on the floor, though. Oh, you mean you mean the little white guy too that you made fun of last podcast? Yeah, that yeah. was unfair Let to it, him. Listen, I was just <laughs> making I was uh, making a reference man. to Patino looked, and the four white the guys and the Egyptian. Oh, the four the, white guys. The thing is the thing is that Louisville needs those. They need runs like that, and they need to get up by 12. Because their offense can go cold, and when they lose that one dimension that they have on offense, they need to have that cushion. 
Huh. Dayton, sounds kind of familiar. Right? Yeah, it's like Louisville every year. So Watching I mean, this game. anybody who watches the game and says, "Oh, Louisville's up by 15, man, they should have had this game." I that's rings false. Look, guys, to me. we're they watching. We're watching the only team that wants to win the ACC. Louisville is the best team in the ACC. I right actually, now. okay, counter, I, counter, counter. <laughs> if it wasn't for Virginia, Louisville would win this league. Oh, oh yeah, if it wasn't for Virginia, yes, right. sure, it's yeah, two yeah. losses, losses and, a, and yeah. a potential tiebreaker that's out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Carolina Louisville game is going to be important. Watching it might be the most important game left on the schedule. Watching UNC do potentially this yeah, I this, see that. this past week made me think honestly that it, that none of these teams at the top of the ACC are really as good as I thought they might be. I think they're all great, but none of them are really amazing. Okay, and, and Louisville thing? might be the best of those pretty good teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think UNC is really that great. They make me nervous. Oh, they're, they're better not that than. Good. Oh, they're all better than. They're Gonzaga. all flawed. All these they're guys all are better flawed. than Gonzaga. That's uh. all that matters. Oh, that's wrong. Wrong. Can we get into this? this? I want to hear Mike's case for Gonzaga. No, no, no. I I can't. I can't get into this right now. This, I, I love too deeply. I mean, look, I. (laughs) Okay. I'm. At 34 years old, I think I'm 34, maybe I'm 35. I just one day want to grow up and be Karnowski. You yes, know? He, he is be, amazing. I don't know how old he yes. is, but he is a legend. That guy's hands soft like butter. That guy's moves silky smooth. He, he does everything for them. I mean, does he yeah. count in the Dewey Strength Brigade? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. There, he's like a whole nother, If there's like a caveman Dewey, I mean, that's that's he, Karnowski. He, I don't think he has the Dewey Strength. No, you don't he reminds it. me very much of Zangief in Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2, if you're familiar with Zangief. Exactly like That's, Zangief. I, you know, I was about to reel you in as far as stay on topic, but that was a great reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. mean, my Street Fighter hate. knowledge oh. unparalleled. You can't hate that. We're no, going to reel that back. We're going to reel back in. Maybe we'll touch this later during non-conference banter, but... It was Blanca's birthday. In the yeah, last we, I was days. about to say. I mean, we can, everyone we saw can, that on Twitter. I'm sure. We really need to just lay out all of our Street Fighter Two references in comparison to past and current uh, ACC players. That's a great. That's, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. Rex Fluger is a. Oh, uh, Sonic Boom! Is, is guile just based on hair alone? <laughs> only on hair, not really on style, but only on hair. All okay. right, Luke, you know, move us on. Real Make quick us better on Gonzaga, and I think Guthrie shares this sentiment. I have to ask him though. We're watching these promos, and they're like. Oh, Gonzaga's got to go to St. Mary's. Oh, oh wow. Okay, game day's going to be there. It's St. Mary's. team is not a great basketball team. And then when and the, the counter for Gonzaga is, well, they don't play anybody. And people are like, oh, they play St. Mary's. You're <laughs> great. Congratulations. You are selling St. Mary's short. They are a very good basketball team. I would not say they're a very Dude, good basketball they team. They are a very good basketball team. I would say they're not you a very good basketball team. You don't watch them and it's they, ske- no, I they suffer them. because they're scheduled. I watched them on Saturday. I heard I heard Luke get downright <laughs> emotional talking about how good Arizona was like two or three weeks ago. And they, Gonzaga, stuck it to the Zona peeps. Uh, that was by not, seven. That was a non I don't think sticking it to a team is winning by seven on a neutral floor. Okay, they and held them to sixty-two. It's a non-conference game, and it was back in November, I think, or December. Yeah, December. Okay, I fine. Beat, also without Lonzo Trier, they beat Florida. I mean, no, Gonzaga has Gonzaga has good wins. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's. I mean, it, their resume is is impressive for a team in the West Coast Conference. I'm just I worried think. about this. Oh wow, the most backhanded compliment I've ever. I'm heard. just worried about this it's, podcast I mean, losing I think all it's, I think its, it's credibility when Mike starts. Beckoning people to pick Gonzaga to the national title game, and come on, 
Okay, that's enough. Next topic. I hope St. Mary's plays Arizona in the in the tournament so we can just bet on yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, move Got us along. Did Alonzo Trier walk through that tunnel in the Gonzaga game? Uh, no, no, he didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play. No. I know, it's a it's, rhetorical question. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. Okay, oh, we, no, point. nobody wants to win this league. That's the bottom line. Carolina Duke, real quick. Can I can I ask you guys something? Sure. Because we all liked Carolina. Yes, I watched mm. it on mm. ESPN Deportes. <laughs> it was right. painful for me thinking about <laughs> us all going around saying, oh, of course, Carolina. Well, hold How on. could we yeah. not? We have an yeah, alibi. Have nightmares. Uh. We have an alibi. Did anyone feel comfortable when the ball was tipped knowing Kennedy Meeks was going to war down low alone? Yeah, all alone. alone. The answer is no. Now, I might be the biggest Tony Bradley fan out there. I mean, I like drive that gravy train. But even I know Huckleberry, for some reason, doesn't want to play him big minutes. I don't know why. When Luke May is starting for Carolina, that's a problem at this point. It's a problem. Yeah, I mean, that, I, you know, when I was all over the injury coverage, you know, because I was following Theo Pinson, who I made a pretty big deal about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know if they just didn't report on the Isaiah Hicks thing before the game tipped. I didn't see it anywhere. And I was looking at the Carolina um, injury reports before the game. I couldn't find it. Yes. And I didn't find out until it tipped. And, yeah, I thought it was a huge deal. But that being said, you know, I thought that – I thought that Luke Mays played a hell of a game. Oh, stop it. Okay, I, you you're know. just looking at you're just looking at his he shot fifty percent and scored eight points, but defensively, my goodness, he couldn't stay in front of anybody. I, I was gonna Man, say whatever. It, I, he played a lot more minutes than I probably would have hoped if I were to yeah. hangs, He hangs out on the perimeter. He's not helping them on the glass like Hicks, Hicks or Bradley. Hicks couldn't cover Tatum either though. I mean it's it's not like he was getting beat up by Harry Giles and Al, you know by Emile Jefferson. Yeah but I mean Jefferson was out for three. The, the problem is that you know UNC, Giles was a little better on the glass. UNC but. wants to run. They want to play that full court game and Luke May honestly is better in a half court set offense. Mm-hmm. He and like the up and down game doesn't really do him any favors. He gets he can get exposed. He can't recover in those positions. There's, and I, he's a good player. I agree with you. He's a he's a great player, but in the right position. For the first time all year, Carolina did not have rim protection. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that was more the issue. I would have rather seen Luke May and Isaiah Hicks playing together than Luke May and Kennedy Meeks playing together. Mm. That's what I would have preferred to see. I, th- I thought Luke May played a pretty good game. But, uh, yeah, I thought the Kennedy Meeks, they they started to run him through some pick and rolls, Guff, some screens. What do you think? just wasn't pretty. Kennedy Meeks did not have a bad game, though. Is okay. your name Guthrie? You'll never no. convince me to sit Kennedy Honestly, Okay, <laughs> so I only watched the second half of this game. I had uh, something going on in the, in the first half. Oh. Sounds shady. <laughs> it, oh. was, it was fairly shady. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you got to <laughs> talk about – we haven't talked about Duke at all. Uh, I mean, Grayson Allen was actually – outstanding this game mm-hmm. i mean yeah, I, well. I am the f- first person that will tell you that i think grayson allen's shot is completely overrated i don't think he's a good shooter and then he goes out and shoots what seven of 12 from three like yeah i mean he, yeah. he was he was on at points the whole duke three was alive and well yeah. should we revisit my trade xrm for grayson allen who says no now are you guys with me Ooh, revisiting i don't know it's, it's, yeah, it's revisiting because you guys were opposed because you well, were like Florida State says no but, right eh, I don't know you know I I mean I still think Duke, oh, get the no. rebound make the cover sorry 
I'm having an issue with this little oh, no. game. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Oh, continue. Backdoor covering coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I will say, my theory about Grayson Allen is, if you've noticed, and you know that I take a special interest in players' hair, he seemed to style his hair a little bit less. It's a little bit natural. He's got a little less product in mm. it in the last few weeks, and I think that he started playing better then. What are you talking Did about? Did he give today? all his product to Canard? Uh, is that, yeah, is that, I, I is mean, that your theory? No, I mean, Kennard has has different hair things going on. There's a little bit of receding action. Can we do, which a, is can good. We do a Jeff Goodman feature on Grayson Allen being a great teammate now, giving more product to Kennard? Can we do a feature? Let's do a midseason feature. I don't think he's given any product to Kennard. I think Kennard's uh, set in that department? Yeah. Okay. Well, they have different styles. You know, Kennard has like the little floppy, sweat tossed, longer hair. Grayson was going with a little up top, shaped up, and then he kind yeah. of kind of let, like your let hair. it go a little more natural. Exactly, you're right. Do you and, think they um, go to their coach for for um, I don't know advice about this? And I then he that, says, "I don't color my hair." I think that I've <laughs> identified a job possibility for myself, which is a hair consultant for NCAA teams. Um, call me, yeah, Mister yeah, no, Mister no, Bryce Harper. Call wanna me. be? You can, you like can hear fool. our collective enthusiasm about your new <laughs> <Yeah>. job prospects. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Duke played well. I appreciate well. your support. Duke yeah. played well. Duke Clemson. Anybody? Any thoughts? Man, that game was close. Yeah, I mean, like, it looked like Clemson was going to win. Oh it's exactly like they every Clemson, Clemson game. They look great. Yeah. It looks like they're almost going to win, and then they lose, and oh, they're almost a 500 team. Overall, they, they Clemsoned it. I can't believe <laughs> they Clemson, Clemsoned it. That's Clem, right. Clemson is three and nine in the ACC, and still they are somewhere on the bubble. Like, somewhat on the bubble. Yeah. Yeah, they have been on the bubble for like months. They're not going to make the tournament. Yeah, yeah but it's like incredible. Thing is, people are saying that they will. I mean, that's the no, worst part. No, yeah. no, yeah, their numbers are good. Their numbers are like scary. They've good for won team. thirteen games. I know. I mean, they're not going to make the tournament. You can't. It is. It is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I think their an, numbers are so good. I think they're an awesome. I think they're an awesome team. Who yeah, I think last podcast you described them as the worst bad, yeah, the best no, the, bad team. They are the best worst the, team in America. Be, the best worst team in America. Yeah, or maybe they're the worst best team. I don't know. Hmm. But you're, the, you're not going to make the, the tournament. The line's pretty fuzzy. All right, Taylor, you, you and Guthrie continue can continue because Mike and I just lost our breath watching the end of this overtime with Syracuse and Louisville. You guys take the floor though. Oh, Rick's mad. Got to watch another implosion <laughs> at the dome. Oh, we're watching Syracuse shoot. Oh, oh whoa. Who's that, Tyler Robeson shooting? Yeah, it is. Come on, Tyler. Smart. Now they're going to lose, but they're going to cover. Yeah. <laughs> good no, job, Bayon. Mike is rooting for a double overtime. I am. I, I need, oh, yeah. He needs it. He I needs need it. I need a good offensive rebound here. Yeah. Do you think he's wise enough to know how to bang it put, off the, put the ball and make it stick to the rim? Yeah. Oh. Do it. Do it. <laughs> if that wasn't a sign too of the early, apocalypse, I don't know what is. And oh, oh that was a great gosh. oh that was a oh wow oh, oh I thought did I go in? No, he stepped out of bounds. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh my gosh. That was ridiculous. Wow. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Back to so reality. Can here. we revisit this? I'm glad we drew the line in the sand for Syracuse, but you guys can get back to Clemson last week. Yeah. I'm glad we did that, and I think we're looking wiser now. Two losses, one to a really bad team. And uh, a home loss is never good. Yeah, even even to one of the best teams in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Correct. The best team in the ACC. Okay, mm. okay, Michael, settle <laughs> settle down. Okay, settle down. 
All right, what else you got, Luke? I know you got like a whole list of topics that you want to go through tonight. I think that's enough on Carolina Duke. North Carolina's defense has deteriorated at an incredible pace ever since that Wisconsin win where they looked like a bunch. Uh, I don't know who they looked like. Maybe UCLA back in the um, the wooden days. Didn't they look like a wooden UCLA team in that Wisconsin win? Man, yeah, do they even have a tape of what that looks like? I have yes, no idea what that it. even looks like. <laughs> well, ask, ask Bill Walton. He's he's on. Oh, speaking of commentators, do you want to hit commentators real quick? Sure, sure. Favorite commentators. Well, uh, being a play-by-play person myself, I have the play-by-play answer, but let's go color. I like Walton. I mean, I don't know if he's my favorite, but Guthrie and I really enjoy him. We were up late watching UCLA, Oregon, and we were laughing. <laughs> and if you're having fun and laughing, why, why do people hate Bill Walton so much? Maybe if he's announcing your team, Guthrie brought up this point. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the majority of hate that comes from watching Bill Walton is is fans watching their team play and wanting like some sort of serious analysis. Or like not any like like significant leaps in humor that Bill Walton takes. I will say this though: if I'm watching Bill Walton and he gives me four nuggets compared to I don't know ten nugget nuggets from Dan Dakich, good gracious, those four nuggets from Walton outweigh the basketball mind of somebody like Dakich, and it's not even close. I'm, so, I'll take I'll I actually take Walton like every Dan single Dakich, day. Dakich, I yeah, he's, like he's him. not bad. Yeah, I, like I, I mm. love Bill Walton, and. He's the only person I've ever thought his voice in my head heard when I was both on the basketball court and when I was like at church. Not only is it sports advice, it's life advice. Yeah, and, and Guthrie I and I are also that. fans of the Grateful Dead, so that helps. Yeah. We get all these references that most right? people like you probably don't get because I don't know who's on your playlist, but it's probably it, you know the top 50. Not judging, but it's it's the top fifty circa nineteen ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's that's a respectable answer. Thank you. That's a respectable answer. In nineteen ninety nine, no, it wouldn't have been, but now with time, it but seems w- when more he's looking over at Day Passion and saying, "You're not six feet tall," <laughs> I just love that. I, I don't know. I get a kick out of it. Um, other color commentators we like Jay Billis. Sure. For big big fan of Jay Billis. For drama. He's very dramatic. He loves bringing up how rules affect the game and how referees are incorrect. It's the legal mind in him. Yeah, it's, the lawyer it's great. I, I, we talked about it in the uh, in the Wisconsin Georgetown game where the official gate went over to give him the call. He took off the headset like this, gave the look of shock and awe at the official. The official turns his back, walks away, and then he just blasts him. That's a bad call. In fact, no. That's a horrible call. No, in fact, that's a, that's an unacceptable call. I I enjoy Jay Billis. Sometimes I feel like he, he, I feel like I've heard him so much that he hits the same points over and over. I just know what he's going to say. Right. I generally I agree with a lot of them, so it's not a big deal. Like we brought up quarters. Got no problem with him. Quarters is is his. I don't know. That's his fortress. He goes back to. There should be quarters. Who cares? Right, Mike. They're going to start. About this. They're going to start experimenting with I, it. They that's the hill he wants to die on: is no, quarters versus halves. It's hard for me to appreciate commentators where I listen to every game on mute and just with Biggie Smalls blasting in the background <laughs> or Outcast. You know, I I just have to get. I, you know, I, when you're watching so many games at one time and trying to 
digest everything. Last thing I need to hear is what other people have to say about the game. You know, I just I'm not I might not even be a fan of commentators. Though but, I do I do like how much Doris Burke loves basketball. I will say yeah. that. You know, she has a deep love of the game that I really appreciate. I don't know. It is, it she is, doesn't like doughy strength though. She likes just strength. <laughs> she she likes Matt Phil Jersey Strong. Right? Michael, it is, it is true that uh, Mike would probably like to listen to every game with Miss Jackson just blasting over. Yeah, I mean, I was it. at his wedding and I think his first dance was bombs over back Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I true. believe it. That's true. <laughs> My wedding was like, they started playing like all that like, you know, stuff like, you know, that you expect to hear at weddings, you know. And then they're like, oh, and for the groom, we're going to play a little something. And then it's just like five minutes of outcast with horns. And like, you, you should have just seen all the 60 year olds just like back, backpedal off the dance stage. Did you have some like great. hired dancers? <laughs> No, no, I okay. did. I did all the dancing. All right. I did all the dancing, and it was fantastic. Yeah, sometimes you need backup dancers. Yeah, just like oh, backup no. singers. Definitely, definitely. I need a hype man. All right, speaking of strength, strength. How about that segue? You know who I'm talking about now, Officer Raftery. How do we feel? Strength. He doesn't oh. pronounce the, uh, you know, strength. <laughs> no, you, I'm right. You listen to another yeah, Raftery game. Yeah. I, I have mixed feelings. Honestly. I have no feelings. No feelings. Fine. Okay, fine. Here's the best play-by-play man in the game right now, and it's not close. It's Kevin Harlan. Oh wait, can mm-hmm. you give me an example? Can you? I, you know, I'm having trouble placing him. Can do you have an impression like in your bag that you can pull out? Do we have a Syracuse is back from the dead. He, he normally does NBA. He he normally does okay. NBA games. No, but he, do, he, he does, does he does tournament games. Yep. He does tournament yep. games for, for CBS. And CBS yep. does. I mean, they have that Sunday spotlight game that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And a Saturday spotlight, spotlights too. So I, I think Kevin Harlan's outstanding. CBS does a pretty yeah. good job. CBS does. And a also, good fun job. fact about him: he's a Jayhawk. Really? Hmm. He is. Didn't know that. What do you guys think about Gus Johnson? Because my opinion of Gus Johnson has changed so much from when I was in high school. So like, you used to love him. Now you hate him. Exactly. Like a lot he, of people. I, I mean, I, I mean, think- wherever wherever I read about Gus Johnson now, it's always about like, oh my God, he's the best. I can't wait for Gus Johnson to call this Villanova DePaul game. Well, the thing is, right, if you're if you're a casual fan and you come to the tournament and Gus Johnson is screaming about a crazy game and it is amazing, you're gonna your association with him is always he was the guy who shepherded you through that amazing game. He brought the hype. Right. Speaking of casual fans, Ugh. I had to watch Sunday night's game at an establishment where there were other humans, like middle aged humans. Whom you hate. Who are? That's not true. Okay, but let me ask you a question, and Mike can answer this. Okay. Who's going to be at a bar Sunday night mm-hmm. at eight thirty p.m.? Mm. What type of demographic is going to be at a bar that time? Man, and it's not even a real bar; it's sort of like a restaurant bar. Uh, I'm okay. in bed by then. I don't even know. <laughs> um, so you're going to see? Who are you going to see at a restaurant bar at eight thirty p.m.? You're not going to see the youth of, the, of this generation. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you're going to see people that if if they are still working, they're going in at eleven and they're consulting at best. And by consulting, I mean they just show up and then they walk out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I I would have been there with you if you had invited me. Well, no, the demographic is people who are prepping for Singles Awareness Day, right? But yeah. like the thirties yeah. crowd, February thirteenth. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been I've been on first dates on Sunday nights at that bar. So maybe there was another. You've, you've seen you've seen the crew. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have money, and they're not afraid to pay ten dollars for a beer because they've you know at this point you know yeah come on 
Wait, what? So what are you doing at this place? Why? Why are you there? Because ESPN, <laughs> you don't have it, my friend. Yeah. That's the reason. Anyway, uh, oh, so do what, I need to get you an Xfinity login or something? Yeah, Chinese. Oh, yeah, dude. Let me help you out here. Hook us up. Oh, Bottom dude. line, it is not good watching <laughs> college basketball table? games with people who don't even know the rules of college basketball and are trying to say things. Like, right. Uh, our buddy Dave, I was with our buddy Dave, and we oh. were just like, to everybody, shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Uh, who's number 14? He looks good. Just, <laughs> it was so bad. It's You know what? Watch with your friends who know the game. I, I can't emphasize that enough. I, I think I'm anti-establishment watching. I think you need to watch games in the comfort of your home with degenerates. Do we agree there? I, I mean, either that or just in a large pool of degenerates, like at the sports books. Yeah, and those stuff people like know that. what's going on. I mean, go big or go home. I've never hugged more men in my life than I have <laughs> in that room those days that I go for the college basketball uh, Vegas team. All right, that's enough. Uh, next, next. <laughs> well, I. I want to be in that room hugging you. I think I hugged you a lot on our when we watched all those games. Yeah, I think we did. we we definitely shared some contact. Virginia quibbles. I have somebody I want you guys to give them to. Them. All right, we'll so go you, around the table. Besides, you, oh, Mike, from, you bes- want me to go first? No, oh, yeah. he's not even quibbles with no, that. no. Okay, besides from free throw shooting, we're not breaking that down. We don't uh-huh. break down free throws in this podcast. I'm sorry. Okay, but you got you go ahead. Go ahead. My quibble is related to free throw shooting. I I don't know what you're gonna say. I'm going to say the same thing, maybe. They just need to attack the basket more. And the one person... They being Virginia. So, in case you don't know, Virginia lost to Virginia Tech last night. I mean, right. You know, you know they were attacking the basket in crunch time and ended overtime at a frequent rate. Right. Did you watch the game? Yes. I'm just making sure. But I just think... <laughs> I also think the one... The the main... The most effective person going to the rim for them is Perantes. And he's not the kind Perantes. of... Excuse me. He's not the kind of player who draws a ton of contact. I mean, he finds creative ways to finish shots, but he's not the kind of guy who draws a ton of contact, leans into it, and gets, a, you know, draws a foul. And that that's really a weakness for them on offense, just not being able to get bailed out, mm-hmm. opposing fans would say. Because yeah. in the tournament, a lot of great teams will really honestly just go to get bailed out. They'll put people in foul trouble. They'll... You know, just create problems for the defense, and Virginia doesn't do really a great job of doing that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And and not having, I mean, and not part of what plays into that is that they don't have a plan B on offense. They have an amazing, they have an amazing like first plan where they play amazing defense, and then they kind of, you know, work their offense, but they don't Move have a blocker. Plan. Well, here's right. a serious yeah. question: They don't have a plan in B a tournament game. Wrong. Would you prefer a team who just has a guy who's going to bull rush the basket and make the officials make a decision every single time down the floor or a team who's going to run good offense? I'm not saying every single time, but I'm saying you have to have the ability to have a guy who can take someone here's off the ba- dribble yeah, I understand. when the offense breaks but down. But here's what's bad yeah. in the tournament game. If you have players who are attacking the rim every single time and then they're they're throwing up their hands in disgust when they don't get a foul and they're looking at the officials, that's not a good recipe. I'm sorry for a tournament team. Right, you have to have both. You have to have both. You have to have somebody who can step outside the offense, right? Mm. And they don't really have that right now. I'll say there are two things that showed their face in this game that have plagued UVA all year. Um, And they were, one, their propensity to get beat by point guards who can attack the basket well. You know, I thought that Seth Allen took over the game late by getting to the basket. Sure, Justin Bibbs hit quite a few outside shots, that, including the banked in three, but then hit a few big shots in overtime as well. But Seth Allen getting to the basket, so that's been a problem, one. And then two is that irreliability of someone down low to score off the block, which they've had with Gill and Atkins and 
Um, and Nichols yeah, for a game for the opener. Yeah, they've, oh. had, they've had that reliable I mean, 8 to 10 points every year. Played. And now they don't have that. And I thought the game really changed when Wilkins was out. When Wilkins yeah, went out of the bad. game for UVA, yeah. um, they, they didn't really have it. Um, they, they weren't able to protect the rim defensively, and then they simultaneously weren't able to work the ball to the low block. So two things that I've seen from Virginia all year, and they just – I thought Virginia Tech did a great job capitalizing through Lede and uh, Seth Allen in the second half. Yeah, I mean, really good points. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, I really wish Jack Salt would learn how to just, like, finish. Mm-hmm. He I, needs I, a little more I, Karnowski I, the in past, that Salt. The past few games, it's been it's been so painful watching him collect the ball. I mean, at this point, he could even watch Plumlee tape from last year, right? Oh, man. Just remember, I think it was the Syracuse game. So he would get the ball like the short corner or something, and he would get like a defender in his face contesting. What does Jack Salt do? He goes for like a reverse layup. That this is his second or third it's attempt of his lifetime. It's a problem, and it you know zero chance of that going in. His his mm-hmm. offensive game needs a lot of work. Agreed. Is almost non-existent. I like your point about Isaiah Wilkins. He was the lone big man that could seem to guard Lede, which mm-hmm. is baffling to me. I think Lede is. Limited, right? I mean, Didn't, he's, well, hold up. He's a less talented. Didn't Taylor say he's Tulsa. the best free throw, uh, three point shooter in the league though last year. <laughs> I don't know about three point shooter. I just you did say fan. three point I think shooter. Zach Lede is great. You, you were you should were we, clamoring a, a Zach Lede about his three point percentage. Can we get an update? Yeah, Guthrie, he's, do you have the numbers? Actually, twenty five percent. It's actually twenty five point seven. Oh, mm-hmm. it's better than eleven. I think we're uh, putting words in my mouth because I definitely never said the best three point shooter, but he is a great player. You said he was a great three point shooter. You said yeah. it. For, for all that Virginia is, they play a ton of guys, a bunch of guys get minutes. They're weirdly reliant, not weirdly, but weirdly in the sense they play a bunch of guys, Parentes and Wilkins. If the two of them aren't on the team, I mean, that's they're done. That's I, what they need. I, yeah. So so you're and saying, okay, so, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're saying they're done even though – if Ty Jerome makes his free throws, they win the game. Yeah, done is a relative thing here in the sense that they're still a very good. Do, very do you want to know team. my quibble? I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. dig deep here. Yeah, we're doing quibbles. Digging deep. I understand the possession mentality, which helps this team, but under a minute to go, I don't understand the clock management of the players and how they have plenty of time to go for two for ones, but they never attack with urgency. You know, sometimes an early shot in the shot clock, despite the quality, outweighs working for perhaps, underlying perhaps a good shot. Right. And I say perhaps there, but the downside is allowing the opponent to get the final possession. And that happened at the end of regulation. It happened in the first overtime, and it kind of happened in the second overtime. I mean, Seth Allen hit his floater with three seconds to play. I mean, yeah. I almost think you want the last shot tied rather than a two-point lead defending on the road, considering potential for a three to beat you or a trip to the line or a putback, which which killed him. Let yeah, that sink I in. Know, you guys discuss. I don't know. The conventional point. wisdom is always that you extend the game. You extend the game. You take something that will extend the game. You don't wait for that one moment to, whether it's either win or lose, you go for the moment where it extends the game. It extends the game. You take an offensive rebound if you well, miss the shot. I, I That's, feel like they had possession with about 52 seconds to play, and they didn't get their shot off until, I don't know, what, the the 29 mark? If you have 52 seconds, you can get a shot off at the 40, at the 40 mark at the or the 42 mark, a decent shot, and you have the last possession. And I, if, you make, if you make that shot, 
then you're in business. Right, right. And I mean, I think one of the other problems is was the rebounding, right? When you talk about possessions and being able to extend the game, I mean, Virginia Tech is one of the worst rebounding teams in the country, really. I mean, offensive rebounds, they only get they're like 317th in the country. And they out-rebounded UVA. I mean, your uh, big thing uh, really your point. big thing last podcast was how they, they out-rebounded Louisville by 20. 39-18 or something, right? This game, they got out-rebounded by Virginia Tech. Yeah. 41-39. Well, we well, also I don't shouldn't fault. act like Virginia Tech is a bad team. They are a good team. No, no. They're, I mean, they're good. just a, they're a terrible, they're an average awful team. rebounding team. Yeah. That's true. They're uh, an average their team. Rebounding is, and again, I think that had try. to do with Wilkins and being I, I can't wait to see this team without Chris Clark. Yeah. He's yeah. out for the season. That's going to be Oh, is he really? Sad for Virginia Tech, yeah. Oh, man. That's terrible. It's a huge loss. Um, Final, let's wrap this up. The rims at Castle are probably from the 70s, and Parentes didn't account for that, and it played into the outcome. The Bank 3, I, I don't even know what to I, say at this point. I, really quick hot take, divine intervention. Virginia was destined to lose this game. <laughs> wow, the you banks... went really big on that one. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a super hot take. I mean, the Bank 3 was absolutely ridiculous. The fifth foul from the wing. Yeah, no, it, from the wing. It was crazy. It's crazy. No people, way. People bank threes all the time. Yeah, but that was uh, like, given the spin on the ball, okay, I could even see the right, spin in right, my my whatever. my uh, Chinese. That was my a Chinese huge stream possession, <laughs> and that yeah. was the one possession of the game Virginia went zone. If you didn't. I did, that. yeah. Well, yeah. there was some what, confusion what about whether that was zone or whether or not it he was, was straight just, zone. It was just like just perfect. Yeah, clueless, clueless defenders. Isaiah Wilkins' fifth foul call, completely, he, he, completely, he like completely it. horseshit. Uh, <laughs> completely horseshit. I will call that part of the divine intervention theory. I mean, London Parenta's layup in the first overtime that hung on the rim. Like, how many times do you see that? Can I tell you something? Can I, Tony that? Bennett, who is uh, just a basketball maestro, what he did at practice today was he went up and for about, I don't know, 20 or so times, he tried to get the right spin to get the ball stuck on the rim, just to try, just for fun. When just because he's a basketball guy, I love that about him. When I saw the ball stuck on the rim and on the and he couldn't get it to stick, the television coverage they like did the replay and zoomed in on it. All I could think was the three of you in my head saying, "Oh, the chain nets in Castle Coliseum <laughs> and the chain nets. Do they still have chain nets?" And I was like, oh, "You know, if they saw the chain nets, that might not have happened." Well, they still have lanterns. That's why all the how. cell phones were out. Anyway, uh. Random question observation time. Did you guys see Buzz in the hot tub or the cold tub after the game? <laughs> he got in the cold tub? No, but this is the sound of me frantically Googling. <laughs> I'm going to paint this picture for you, and then we're going to go around you the better table. better put incognito mode on Let's, we don't, we do that. Get, <laughs> get Seth Allen and Bibbs and somebody else in the tub. They had their shirts on. You know, the, I, I don't know if it was hot or cold. So you have the three of them, and then all of a sudden Buzz is planted in there. Maybe half naked, maybe fully nude in the hot tub, Let's looking at the camera. The imagination. Wait, who, Just let that image sink in for a little bit, okay? Who, who the took players, the picture? Who took the picture? It's. I mean, it's on the internet. <laughs> All right. I, I just didn't even know if it was like posted through like, you know, Ken Palms. No, you know, no this is feeder. this is this is probably I, this has to be an official VT basketball post. So look it up. Oh man, I disturbing or uh, just an observation after the game I mean, post that, post game of note. That was that was a the man biggest can win enjoy of a little career. soak nowadays without Tech. you jumping on his back. Come on. So actually, uh, this is something I wanted to discuss. This is not on the agenda, but bringing up Ken Palm actually made me think about it. Okay. So he came up with a tweet 
uh, I don't know, a week or so ago. Okay. And it basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it was, it's basically that the Big 12 is the best conference in America and it's not up for debate. Yes, I, I saw would, that. I would love to hear our collective thoughts about that. About whether the Big 12 or the ACC so what is, is the best conference so, in America? So yeah. last year we established that the top of the table determines if you're the best or not. So I guess he does kind of have a point. You, you established that for yourself. Sure. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Wake, Wake Forest is not making the tournament, Taylor. I'm sorry. They're close. Oh, they're so <laughs> close. Let's go Deeks. I, I don't know. I mean, do, do, Billis, I think Billis wrote a column about this. I mean, too. I don't know. You look at a team like West Virginia that, that lays the business mm. to a team like EVA. Um you know, those, those type it. of yeah. games. not watch that game. Oh, at, those, at home those to type uh, of, Those type Oklahoma. of games. Oklahoma State, I believe, wasn't it? But also Oklahoma. I mean, I... The worst team in the Big 12. It's also a Big 12 team, so, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not like they lost a pit at home. All right. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Line in the sand time. Who gets more teams in the Sweet 16? Uh, you know, tournaments all about matchups, but I'll go with the Big Twelve. They've been they've been better all year, and I love the ACC. I'm gonna Sorry. go with the Sorry, ACC. DJs. I'm going with the ACC just to be a homer, and okay. also Sweet Sixteen. Anything can happen. They're bigger pool to draw from. Yeah, ACC. Well, if NC State wasn't weighing us down, you know, maybe we'd have a case for the best conference. But since that the, that minutia pile has well, the funny thing is it's, manifested. As you reference, it's hard to judge because ACC has a lot more teams. But even those teams down at the bottom, like NC State and, and even Boston College, I'll say, and Pitt, it's not like the cellar dwellers of your. It's not the Boston College of zero ACC wins. Or yeah, you know, gun to your head, ACC Carolina, win. Kansas tomorrow. Who wins? Neutral floor. Oh. Or in two weeks. I mean, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, I probably go with Kansas, Mike. I don't know. What do you What do you always say about Bill Self? Can't trust him. Can't trust him. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to continue with that. You, you still guys still trust, trust this Kansas team? I don't trust I, this Kansas team. I, I don't team. either. I don't either. No, and I'm the gonna... love fest was out after the Kentucky win, and I was like, "Well, uh, why I, do people like Kentucky?" You can't take Kansas. No, just no, just not Kansas. That's no, who you can take. I'm... They've already lost to Duke this year. With, Gun with to your Roy head. Williams Gun to your head. Kansas? Rematch Louisville-Baylor. They they beat Duke, uh, by the uh, way. Oh, Louisville. Louisville should have won that game. All right, so we 40. have two ACC wins already. But I said Kansas for me. Well, okay. And I also well, said we're... ACC more teams in the Sweet 16. Guthrie, Kansas, Carolina. Kansas. All right, I, we're split there. Yeah. Okay, so revisiting the Sweet 16 picks, I'm also going ACC. Uh, I'm... You can make a case for more than three from the Big 12 to maybe make a run. I mean, maybe Oklahoma State gets hot from three. Maybe TCU gets the right matchups if they make the tournament. But rematch of the oh. board. Rematch of the border war. Jamie, Jamie Dixon. Sorry. We, rematch we of the you. border war. West Virginia, Virginia. Oh God. Who are you taking? Where, oh, where are we playing the game? Neutral floor. This is tournament basketball. Oh, in, in the okay. tournament. Aren't they in the same? They're in the same projected uh, bracket. Oh, oh yeah, in the they're, West. they're in the West. Yeah, with yeah. Oregon and uh, mm-hmm. Gonzaga. Yep. So they're playing in the West. They're playing I like in that bracket, by the way. West Virginia wrecks Virginia. I'll just say it right now. <laughs> did you watch last year's game? I'm yeah, just saying. I, did I you just, watch last year's game at the Garden? At the Garden. I did. I which watched, was an annihilation. I watched last year's game and I watched this year's game. Yeah. <laughs> 
watched them all. Okay, my point is, my point is, I think there are more teams that can make the Sweet 16 from the ACC, like re- more re- more reliable teams. Yeah, I, I agree that, with you. Are you guys ready? You. Are you guys ready for the case point? I think Huggins doesn't even get off his stool during the UVA game, but sure. <laughs> this is the hammer. Iowa State, Florida State, hammer. Oh right. wow, are we really talking about this? This is. Man, you guys are you guys are so down on Florida State. No, I'm proving a point. No, Florida I like State Florida will State too. Win that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe the ACC is better at the top. Okay. Yeah. Enough of that. Yeah. As <sighs> much as I love that uh, Monte Morris is still playing basketball, he's like one of those guys. I love it. I feel like I've been watching yeah. him for. He has like the best assist to turnover ratio he's in amazing. the country. He's, Unbelievable. He's kind of it's kind of wasted because his other teams were so good. You guys need to learn how to watch defense. All right, guys. It's that time. It's that time of the podcast. Are you ready? Oh, do we have a bump? Oh. No, not NC State. NC State? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's time for... Uh, gosh, I have a better bump for this, but I'm not going to find it next week. But this week on Conspiracy Theories. Can we get the X-Files theme? Yeah. Well, no, we don't have enough money for that. <laughs> we don't have money at all. Speaking of, if you know anybody who might be interested in this podcast... Refer a friend. Do us a favor. Refer us a friend. And that would really help the cause of the ACC Basketball Degenerates. And can I tell you something, guys? Listening to podcasts, when my friends started listening to a couple of podcasts that I listened to on the reg, it made life so much better because after the day, I could come home or, you know, I'd see them out and say, hey, did you listen to this podcast? And we could have a conversation. We could laugh about it and say, oh, do you remember that part where, oh, yeah. And it's so much better than just keeping this all inside. It really is. You normally just sit in silence with your friends and stare at them and talk about nothing. But it sounds good. like a Friday night. Now you night. have something to talk about. I mean, you can talk about TV shows. Why not talk about this podcast or, or some thoughts? You can even criticize us in front of your friends. We allow that. We actually beckon that. But just refer a friend and, and help us out. Twitter followers, we're looking at you guys. We're looking at you brave ones who are so dedicated. I know you know basketball fans, so... Give us a like on iTunes. You can subscribe. And also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, go to at ACCBballDGens. All right, that's all. Back to this week on Conspiracy Theories. So wait, who, who's who's putting it out there? Is this Guthrie that's going to put it out there? Is no, it's, it's all of the above. All right. Luke's going Luke's gonna to throw it up to me, and I'm going to slam it down. I like Donovan Mitchell. establishment in this podcast. All right, so guys. Luke and Guthrie are on the fringe with these conspiracy theories. All right, listen. Theories. All right. I'm used I'm to this. We have a lot of, we have some big-name listeners. Establishment. We have some confirmed big-name listeners. Jay Williams is one. All right, you guys get a maverick and goose but out here. But apparently... Spiking. Mark Titus is a subscriber to the podcast, or at least a lurker, Guthrie. I love that you point to Guthrie and say <laughs> lurker. Yeah, so so uh, shout out to Mark Titus. Appreciate appreciate the uh, Listen. subscription. Yeah, to be fair, I hit him up last year and said, hey, Marky Mark, which is probably why you didn't respond. Hey, Marky Mark, <laughs> uh, hey, you want to be on the podcast? Because, I, look, I really appreciate his writing style. I think yeah. that he's he's uh, has always offered a very unique take on college basketball. Yeah, I think he's always spoken really very intelligently and in-depth on uh, college basketball. So 
That I'm gonna like to say that maybe my tweet at him last year is what got him as a. As it, a mu- it must be you got you got the you got the party started. Right. Probably. Why don't we lay it out what you're gonna say? Yeah. So what that are, I can, yeah, so what I can are you gonna back say? Out. We have you're we really, have lots of evidence really, to back this up. Really itching for this. Okay, Jeffrey, so, why don't you give the first two examples and I'll give the last one. Sounds good. So we had a discussion a few weeks ago about the best point guard in the ACC. There was a case made for London Parentes. There was a case made for Dennis Smith Jr. Uh-huh. There was a case made for Donovan Mitchell. And Matt Farrell, because Mike's yeah. insane. We talked a lot about London Parentes, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, You talked a lot about London Parentes. I did. Mm, I think, yeah, Luke most, <laughs> I was on the Parentes Island. Yeah. Okay. Guthrie was oh, Dennis no, Smith. Was Dennis yeah, it was all about so. DSJ. Mm-hmm. So a few days later... Look! Look what Mike Mark Titus writes about. It's it's the underappreciated greatness of London Parentes. Okay, that's that's a pretty that's you know that's a coincidence. Whatever. Sure. But great, great but article. Next week. Great article. I liked it. Next shout week. Out, shout out to the you know the author. author of that I feel article. like I'm watching one of those videos on YouTube where like they see faces in the smoke on the towers. But continue. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Wait, Taylor, you you're about see... to get exiled from this podcast, right? You don't see the faces. You don't see that. Okay, so the, so uh, what was it last week when we were doing like our underappreciated teams or whatever? I talked about Central Michigan's Marcus Keene. Mm-hmm. You know, people are talking about Marcus Keene ever since the forty point game or whatever. He's a, a lot of forty point games. He's a very hot topic. He is, I mean, he's good. Yeah, I was. I, he's not, real good. Let me say I'm this something. A, I was not hearing that in my circles. I'm not saying he's okay? not good. So I'm going to give you credit there, Guthrie. I, t- I still think this is an under the radar niche topic, the Marcus Keene topic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the, all right, keep going. Keep the going. next day, on, the next beams. day, there's no way to explain Marcus Keene by Mark Titus. Oh, that's the title of the article. There's no way to explain Marcus Keene. Mm-hmm. Unless you listen to <laughs> ACC Basketball well, Degenerates. And if, you well, listen, Kirk, and if you listen to your take, he, you'll, you'll glean well, a lot Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but didn't he go to a game and watch him play? Yeah. Okay. I, the, Taylor, the, the, the argument, Taylor, leave. Leave this The room. argument is less here. convincing, I'd say, for this point, uh, this this piece of evidence of the of the three because Let's it was the very the, evidence. <laughs> the very the very next day he did go to the like the game that's discussed in the article mm-hmm. i mean okay I, I, is there I, a third piece yes is there, there is, is a third piece i'm gonna take over right now because uh, can i tell you something last week on week one of conspiracy theories i talked about the possibility of louisville taking a lump at Virginia without two of their starters and how that might not factor into the committee's decision as far as seating down the road. Mm-hmm. And Patino was ultra sketchy in the postgame. Uh, did not appear to the podium. He went out in the hallway. He, he said, I got two minutes, guys. He gave us one. Can I tell you what? In that hallway, Mark Titus was not in that hallway. I was in that hallway. Mm-hmm. Mark Titus wasn't there. And then we hear, uh, apparently, I didn't learn this until today, but Mike or no, Taylor, I think it's Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. I actually heard it. Oh, Taylor, ahead, Taylor, Taylor providing the uh, the key evidence. Yeah, uh, I enjoy um, the Ringers podcast. Yeah, the Ringer U, their podcast teed up. Okay, with Titus and Tate. Right, because I mean, that's the, that's got to be the only way you get your information. I, I, I can't imagine you I actually mean, watch I, college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, the oh. quote of the day from Michael Jaffe. I'm sorry, that I have to be the one who. Is the voice of reason crazy here for not believing in these uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories? I keep I'm aware of the college basketball media landscape and uh-huh, I listen to it. Right. And they yeah they talked about uh, that possible conspiracy theory with Patino. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> I mean I I feel like 
Hillary Clinton right now, for better or worse, defending this kind of thing with you guys. But uh, <laughs> all right, keep yeah, going. they talked about what, it. What, hey, I mean, what you, was the quote? What, what did it say? I mean, I, I don't. They I just he, they just brought up that possible conspiracy theory I, that I didn't Patino see, sat I didn't the guys. see another column out out there from anybody else with that take. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. this uh, and and I'll tell you what, Mark Titus was not in that hallway. He wasn't. It was my boy Jeff Greer, our boy Jeff Greer, myself, and like two other people. But anyway, <laughs> all I'll say is, Mark Titus, we still love you. We want oh, you yeah. to come on the podcast, and I'll even come on the Tate Frazier and Mark Titus show, whatever it's called, and I'll drop some <laughs> ACC knowledge. But I'm not talking about NC State. Tate can take that because he's a Carolina guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's just call it even. Which, come come yeah. on our podcast. We I want think, you on. I yeah. think you guys are reading too much into this. No, this is a net positive. This is this yeah, is absolutely net positive. We want to be your friend, Mark. We want you on the show. Oh, yeah, We're going to have fun. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that, but. <laughs> I mean, look, there's there's no doubt that Mark Titus is cooler than everyone in this room. So, True. I, and I would leave you all in a second for him. No, I, I disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> you guys can suck it. Mark, Damn. come take me out of this hellhole in did you not? Did you not hear me talking about my... Uh, Top 50 1995 playlist. Oh, yeah, never mind, never mind. I thought it was 99. Yeah. What did I say? 1995, excuse me. There's there's a huge difference. 95 Taylor. to 99. Yeah, yeah true. that is you're true. Right. You're, you're right. so right. Look, you're look so at right. Taylor. He's more Ace of Base than uh, Oh, than I love Missy Ace of Base. All right, the let's... Cranberries? Well, <laughs> I mean, have you even heard Linger? You know what? <laughs> I think the only way to do this, <laughs> do you maybe. Have to? Listen, okay. Story of my life right there. We want Mark on the podcast. We want to have a great basketball conversation i don't know what else we could call it uh, a moment uh a reunion maybe mm-hmm. not a reunion because we haven't met him but a celebration a celebration of college basketball so yeah if you're listening out there which i know you are come on the podcast and listeners out there feel free to make some tweets all right that's enough on that topic next topic a couple more random questions from luke and observations and then we're going to go on to previewing um is everybody ready for Izzo in March? I, I'm sorry. Did you bring up Izzo in March? Is yeah. he, I don't know if he's scheduled to attend. I no, forgot. No, no. I got flashbacks. It's, it's a real question. Is it a trip to Atlantis this year? For leisure purposes, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, I... This, is, this topic is not being talked about. Run. No one is talking about this. I mean, but I I'll tell you what, in the showcase... The in the showcase... It was this team will be there in March. They'll be there. I don't know what the talking heads are doing out there in the national media. I mean, because they probably wrote the script back in September. And now they're like, well, what are we going to say for Izzo in March? Maybe they're like, maybe they're thinking about what's covering him on vacation. I don't know, guys. Michigan State, what a train wreck. Most disappointing team of the year? No, I think we uh, went through those last year. I'm still yeah. sticking with Texas. Um, yeah. you know, I, I know Indiana? that you still think Indiana. I think Indiana was, is the most was a good disappointing in the, the Big, Big Ten. I, I actually thought about this, though. The Big Ten, really disappointing, really bad year for them. Overall, yeah. But I'm waiting to get a really juicy line with some Big Ten team in the tournament. I don't know who it's going to be. Northwestern. Who do you, who do you yes. like? Nor- but I think Northwestern yes, is. I think Mike. people love Mike, Northwestern so too much. When they make the tournament for the first time, it's going to be such a huge story that you're going to get a lot of public money. Do you think Northwestern alum are going to be wagering on their team in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's totally. Chicago you think money? they're all going to Totally. F- oh, that's Chicago a big money. business school. That's a lot of money right there flowing in there. You might be right. I'm telling you. I think it's going to be somebody like Purdue. 
who even though they're like still pretty good, oh, I like they've Purdue. won a bunch of games. I think we like gonna, Swanigan here. They're going to discount mm-hmm. them because they have they're in the Big Ten. They haven't had a, as great of a season as maybe people expected. Mm. I think you're going to get an awesome line in like the second round of the tournament. Let's stay in the Big Ten, okay? Because everybody knows the Big Ten's not good, but. Wissy, are are we in or out of them come tournament time? Do we still have to wait to figure out what they're looking like in March? Yes. Yeah, we have to wait. Is what if I'm it saying. started today. I mean, if, if it started today, depending on who it is, in general, we'd probably be out. But I think you're going to get some good lines. What does out mean? Sweet 16, that's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think, uh, you know, you could get an awesome line like Purdue getting a lot of points against somebody in the second round. It'd be awesome. Maryland? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that the weirdest team to think about? It is about? so weird. It's very strange. I think, actually, I will say this, though. I, As someone who described them earlier in the year as uh, Mellow Trimble and a bunch of uh, stiffs, they've actually developed a lot. A lot of their players have gotten much better. They kind of figured it out. Um, I think they're they're getting it together. It's the other Justin Jackson. Yeah. I, I've watched him in a couple games recently. They are much better than at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but he's not bizarro Justin Jackson. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, I, ju- I just think they are no longer a team that I kind of wrote off. They are at least, they're not world beaters, but I think that they are at least a worthwhile team considering. Okay, Twitter thoughts for Taylor. Why are we still following Kenny Kaji on Twitter? Who's Kenny Kachi? Is that a Russian bot? I mean, how Is far in the past are you living? <laughs> wow. We're following so so many terrible accounts. I'm looking at our feed right now, and I, I'm like getting R&B singers, oh, maybe nice. like maybe classical I mean, musicians, violinists. Do we follow Nelly? Yeah, we better. He's out here. Email our social resurgence. media manager because I yeah. assume we have Do someone. Do you on know how many accounts I've unfollowed in the past month? About a hundred, and we're still at an incredible. What, oh. We're following oh, no. 188. I cut that number down so much. We should be following our fans more than these. I don't know concert pianists who you want to follow for some reason. Anyway, that's that's a side topic. I have an appreciation for the arts. Let's get a previews. This week, this week. Let's start with this week. Wednesday. Should we start with Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, let's start. Let's with start Wednesday. with Tuesday, considering it comes earlier in the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Tuesday's slate is so bad. Except let's, for let's blow through it. Notre Dame at Boston College. Notre Dame ten and a half point favorites. No. Nope. I'm I'm on BC. <laughs> We're not. Are, are we gonna Are we gonna pick this game or? Nope. No. no. You're just veto. Veto. <laughs> no. Veto. Um, Wake at Clemson. Clemson three point favorites. Yeah, this is actually subtly one of the more important games uh, for tournament time. I mean, both teams are considered on the bubble. Uh, Clemson, for some reason that is totally unknown to me, is currently projected to be in the tournament. No chance. Um, it's you know, crazy. I, every time I see them on the bubble, even I just think about Duke just railing against potential. Um, but Wake, a team that is overachieved this year, um, or maybe is is playing as well as expected. This is a huge game for Wake, and uh, you know I'll be interested to see if they're able to bring it home against Clemson. What's, All right, what's the line? Up. Got three, three, three. That's an official line. Plus Clemson, three. Clemson minus three. Yep. Let me ask you something. It's at Little John. Is there pep in the step for the Tigers ever since they saw that they are in the mix, officially? Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think you saw that I mean, last if weekend I, if at Duke. I'm on that team, I'm probably I'm probably pretty excited. Yeah, you you, you saw you probably thought you were dead in the water, and then you see the in the I don't know the early committee results trickling in. Yeah, you go out and you play really well in Durham, and I think they win this game by more than three. Man. Ooh, 
I'm taking Wake. Let's. Oh. Uh, no. Yeah, the combination of Brian Crawford and John Collins is too much yeah, for Clemson, Clemson to handle. Cle- Clemson can't get over the hump here. Uh, especially, they might win this game, but they're not going to win it. It's going to be close, at least. Uh, Mike, you're Wake. Wake's offense is too much. Wake's offense is too much. That's yeah. it. That's the beginning and end. Full stop. Well, we're, we're trying to move it along. So yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, look. I, I also happen to agree with Luke. I think that Clemson rails rallies and uh, brings it home. Gabe Devoe's defense on Bryant Crawford's too much. Clemson oh, baby. Laughable. Got me. <laughs> laughable. Give me Wake Forest with the points. All right. Virginia Tech Pitt. Pitt by three and a half. Pitt is a favorite. Mm-hmm. Pitt's a favorite. Why they should be in every game they play. <laughs> <laughs> and we're ringing the bell not for what's what's the Taylor cliche he throws out so much that our friend I monitors. F- I feel more. like there's so many. What's our dude's name? <laughs> um, oh gosh, I forgot. I what, is, what does he always call you out on? Not so call you things. out in a good thing, ball in a security. good way. Yes, that's it. Ball. ball security. This game is all about ball security. Turnovers. And uh, <laughs> Pitts. Three and a half, Virginia Tech, without Chris Clark. Yeah, that's oh. the big question, right? Oh, that's, Virginia that's why Tech, the line is like that. Virginia Tech currently two-point favorites going into Pittsburgh. No, they're not. They're three and a half point dogs. Three and a half point dogs? Yeah. Where are you getting uh, your numbers? Oh, you actually have the real lines up. I'm going with the projected Kim Palm line. No, no. Ooh. I, you got to stay away. That's with, a five-point With swing. Chris Clark out, you have to stay away. I, I can't. We're not picking this game. I can't figure it out. No. I refuse we're, to. We're no, no, you, have to you have to sit it out and, and figure it out. I'm also not picking Georgia Tech Miami because who cares? Oh, I can. That's a huge Georgia game. Tech. That's it's a it. Huge game. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's the best of those games to pick. I mean, oh look, guys, Baylor just lost to Texas Tech. Did you guys listen to last week's pod? Oh yeah, you I warned you. You did not like Baylor. That's right. I warned you all. Man, you're gonna see that you're more sharp. often. You're sharp. Um. So, anyways, I like Georgia Tech here. They're expected to lose by nine, according to Ken Palm. Perfect. Take, <laughs> take the yellow jackets i haven't wow, found the yeah, real that's line a lot of somewhere points. around seven or eight um yeah i'd take them all day against miami they're a great matchup yeah miami has shown some uh life recently they're mm-hmm. tough but nine points sort of it's too much I, I will say also you guys know i'm a big fan of StubHub in terms of scouting the home court so this actually wins our award for lowest dollar nine dollars. Nine dollars. It's currently should nine dollars to get should in. We, should we go? We yeah. absolutely should. Yeah, it sounds good. I just think the Miami offense is rated pretty highly if you look at their like numbers, but I think they get stymied easily when you stop their ball movement. I think Georgia Tech, the defense, has been really good. I mean, I give mm-hmm. all credit. To Passner, he's really he's a good defensive coach at least, and their defense has been pretty good. They're going to stop some ball movement. I'll take Georgia Tech with nine points here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will. I think that's a no brainer. Yeah, I think we're all on the Georgia Tech oh, plus a, nine. I, really, as a listener, that's the yeah clear sign that Miami's going to win by twenty. <laughs> <laughs> we're better on three to ones this year than than four to O's. We're yeah. better than consen- on three to ones than consensus oh, this year. Avoid the group think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. All right, let's keep going. Number ten, North Carolina is at NC State at eight o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, I mean, what's it going to be like a fourteen, fifteen point over line? under of columns that are going to be written about 11, this game from the from the North Carolina media? How many columns are going to come out about this game? Fifty. 
I don't know. 70? I, mean, I guess there's not much to write about on a random Wednesday. Oh, they'll find anyway, something. They'll find something. Gonna, it's going to be focused on Dennis Smith and Joel Berry, I assume. Uh, um, they'll talk about how this is an epic game of incredible proportion in the ACC schedule, even though NC State is 3-10. and 10 in the, yeah, the big question is, I mean, if Hicks is going to play, I assume he's not. It's a pretty quick turnaround. Um so without Hicks, you know, they, you know, BJ Anya isn't exactly inspiring confidence down there for the Wolfpack. Uh, but you know, what about Abu at home? It's I, all about, about Abu. Yurt hey, seven. Oh, let's revisit this question: Yurt seven or Midiglu part two? Oh. Ooh, oh Taylor. I mean Midiglu. Right now, you know, you said you're seven with a lot of confidence back in December. Well, I've never, never been one to be ashamed about changing my mind. Okay, daily. All right, uh, are we going to pick this game or not? I don't think we should. Let's not do this. I this mean, is going to be a double NC digit State. line. Fine. Double digit line for NC State. I, I'll take it. It's, yeah, it's going to be eleven points. Eleven at home. Yeah, I, I would at take home. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, I'd, it's tough. I'd lean oh, that it's way so too. tough. I mean, what wow. else? What else are they playing for? They're playing. Against playing for their coach, <laughs> yeah. legitimately, they he's are. got Debbie <laughs> in his back are. pocket, though. North right. Carolina on the road is not covered well. I'm, I'm bringing that point up, yeah. I think it's something we talked about early in the season. Um, they, they have not, they lost to Georgia Tech away, they lost to Miami away, obviously, just recently lost to Duke. Um, didn't cover against Boston College, didn't cover against Wake Forest, you know, only beat Pitt by two at home. Ugh. Okay, good fine. points. All right, I'm gonna take UNC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I have to pick this game? Or is this yeah, a really? We, it sounds like you're all on North Carolina State, it? which is fine. I don't, I'm not. I'm, oh, I, okay. I, this is the stay wave game of the of the of the the Wednesday. Now you know what? Let's do it. NC State. All right, I'm, I'm taking I'm, him. I'm 11. pretty happy. Is I'm it pretty, 11? Yeah, yeah. That's what we're picking. Terry Henderson throwing darts yeah. over here. This team. Do we know about Hicks? There's so many unknowns. We shouldn't pick this game. <laughs> okay, whatever. We don't have to pick it. We don't know about Hicks. That's true. Uh, he's That's gonna true. be out. I mean, it's, it's a part. Of, it's injury. part of the uh, the thrill. Hamstring injury <laughs> against NC State. I assume he's he's not gonna play. You sit him. You let him rest. Whatever. I'm going with North Carolina. I'm with Guthrie now. I switched my opinion. Okay. All right. Nine o'clock. Number twelve. Duke at number fourteen. Virginia. I mentioned the rankings because mm-hmm. I do think it's important for this one. Okay, so who are you going to take, Guthrie? Well, what's, what's the projected line? I believe it's three. Oh my God, that can't be right. No, 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 no not the, not the three. I'm sorry, I was re- I was reacting to Ken Palms. I, I am I reading this right? Eight. Uh, eight. eight. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's eight, right. We talked Virginia about this before. Is Virginia minus eight. Yeah. Why is that surprising from Ken Palm who does basketball? Uh, that is that is. A crap ton of points. I'm taking Duke. It's yeah. not going to be eight. The line's okay. not going to be eight. It, yeah, I agree. No, we're going to say four. We're split the difference. Agree. We're going to say five. Okay. Five. You want to say five? We're saying five. Five Five seems fair. Five seems fair. You guys are hilarious. I'm going to take like, Duke. Every other, every other line is fine. Except, oh, no. This one? No, no. It has to be a five-point line. I wouldn't be I was not reacting. I was not reacting to your line of three. I was no, reacting no, no. to I, my. And Mike, how reading. many how many pairs of boxers has the public gone through over Duke the last two weeks? Um, I I don't know. Were they, okay, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Game? All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. You guys can take UVA minus five. I just said I would take Duke. Oh, 
Sorry to burst your bubble. I would, I'll take Virginia at five. I'm taking Virginia. That's the easiest call of the year. Yeah. Duke is coming off a winning streak. Virginia's coming off a loss. I mean, this this is the reverse of last year. It's the inverse of last year when the game is a Cameron. Duke's higher in the rankings. They'll get public support, which is good for Virginia. I think Virginia's – there's some guys on that team who I think are mad about last year and the year before. I really do. I think that plays into it. I think the crowd is mad. They're going to be – out of their minds. And matchup-wise, I don't even know if this is... I think it's a good matchup for both teams. I really do. Virginia is a good matchup for Duke, and Duke's a good matchup for Virginia. As, as strange as that sounds on uh, on the offensive end of the floor. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's On the great. offensive side of the right, floor. Right, on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm torn on this one, and it's going to depend on the line, like everything. I'd say four points... Or fewer, I'll take Virginia. Okay. And I think six points or above, I'll take Duke. At five points, you're gonna I'll, flip a coin. You're yeah, gonna push. I'm gonna flip a coin. I'm going to, I don't know, throw some sticks up in the air and see how they come down and decide. Cool. Well, a lot of this game is that'll be, be easy to record in this. <laughs> <Virginia. laughs> Just write down I Ching, the book of changes. I think we need to watch Devin Hall and, and Luke Kennard on this game. I don't know if Luke Kennard's gone against somebody like Devin Hall. And he might get some Shea time on him, too. So we'll see. You're if making Luke... me want to take Duke so much with that. Okay. Yeah, I. so there are a few reasons why I think Duke has a really good chance not just to cover but to win. This this is this is a horrible matchup for Virginia, I think. Teams, teams that beat Virginia are teams that attack off the dribble and shoot really well. Mm-hmm. Duke does both of those things exceptionally well. And they are a, a I mean, an underrated defensive team, I think. Yeah. Like th- there are there are a lot of pieces that are falling into play. Like me- this is sounding so cliché now that's and I'm saying it, but like Duke Duke is they're not playing like ISO ball like they were about a month ago. Let me ask you a question. And how come UV- that team just beats Clemson? Like Let, this is for Luke and Guthrie. As as a UVA homer and someone who just knows the team very well, what do you think, how do you see UVA defending the kind of weave three-man handoffs that Duke will run up top? And they've been doing it a lot smoother recently than they have earlier in the season. I how think do you you're going to see, see two it? approaches because Virginia defended the weave very well against Virginia Tech and in the two meetings they switched everything up top. They did. Now, Here's the question. Can you put a guy like Kyle Guy or Ty Jerome on the floor if you're switching them on to Tatum? That's a big question. Yeah. But if you have Shayok, Hall, and Parentes, you can do it. And if you have Wilkins, I, I actually think can sort of do that. I think Wilkins can can be on Tatum at times. So that's that's something to look out for. Are they going to switch on the weave game? Because they did it against Virginia Tech. It worked really well. In the second half of last game, Virginia Tech still bowled to the rim and – they were just getting calls, you know? And this game is in Charlottesville, so... It is. It's not like it's in Cameron. It is. Where we can depend on those calls, right? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of emo- it, there's going to be a lot of emotion in this it doesn't, game. It doesn't Coach make K me- hates Virginia more than any other team in the league. And, I mean, Virginia doesn't say anything, but I know those guys have been waiting for this game since the Grayson Allen four-stepper. It doesn't. It doesn't make me feel very confident if I'm a Virginia fan to think that on those you're gonna up top you're gonna have guys switching on all those handoffs. I mean, you're gonna why not? 
just because I think of Allen. They did it against Louisville. I, I just think of them all getting mismatches against that. Well, maybe they'll. Maybe and t- they'll. And Tatum yeah, might be the key to that. I mean, Tatum. I think his greatest strength is when he can just be in one lane and go straight to the basket. He struggles when you make him make a decision. That's his biggest weakness right now is that he can't make that pass. You force him to make a tough decision, that's when Duke turns the ball over. But if you give him an easy decision like, I can beat this guy off the dribble, that's when he thrives because, I mean, he's and a great guy going honestly, to the Honestly, there are, there are going to be plenty of UVA's defenders that he's going to be able to beat off the dribble. Like... This to me, this Virginia team is individually, it's not the best in terms of perimeter defense. There are flashes of of brilliance in terms of team defending, but I'm not I'm not buying like London was getting blown by by Seth Allen, like time and time again. I mean, come on, London, like Homer. Okay. Yeah. Some, I mean, of runners, some of those runners were tough shots, though. So let's talk about what Duke might end up doing. And this is just a theory. I don't know. It's probably not going to come true. They're going to try to pull somebody away from the pack. That's what they're going to do. And then they're going to try to beat you off the bounce. They're going to try to pull somebody away from the pack and then beat you off the bounce with most likely Jason Tatum. And I don't really know how Grayson Allen factors into this one, except for bull rushing the rim, which seems to be pretty good against Virginia. He's been shooting very well lately. If if Grayson Allen is if he's shooting a lot, I think that's a bad sign for Duke. Despite the six of what twelve game, six of ten game, hit seven, seven of twelve. Yeah. Do you do you pay any credence to the uh, thought that uh, Virginia just played a two overtime game on Sunday? Duke's recently played on Saturday. They're deeper. I mean, Duke plays what seven guys. Yeah, they all they all, their Who rotation cares? is always like that. Who cares? Yeah. Virginia plays more guys. I don't know. That's enough on that game. What else do we have to go over? We got. Want to pick one more game? Couple more minutes. What do we have? Or just? Did we pick that game? Let's. Uh, we, we're split. Duke. Duke. Virginia. 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 I'll, I'll take Duke. Okay, we're split. All right. Mike's gone mute. Is, yeah, do you have action is somewhere? Do you have action no, on this Kansas no, no. game? Yeah, no, is no, Tulsa playing? Yeah, is Tulsa's <laughs> really giving it to uh, Are the St. Louis State? Billikens yeah. playing? <laughs> the Golden Hurricanes playing? No, no, I was just letting you guys have a moment on Virginia. I, I like listening to you all flesh out your ideas. It helps me... Um, pick the correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mm. I can't wait to take Duke. Uh, you know, I know I've already picked Virginia, but and Duke's the right pick here. Yeah, get, like I really was. I'm, I'm completely shocked that you're picking Virginia on the podcast. Actually, I I am just as probably the biggest I've, UVA I've, critic. I've been saying all year that Duke is going to win this game. And the fact is that now that like it's actually time to pick it, now I'm going to check it out. This is so TV. funny. There's, so, there's <laughs> too much going right for Duke now, and Virginia's coming off a loss. This is a must-win if they want to be in the title race. It is a must-win for Virginia. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Mike was just focused on the LaSalle Bonaventure, St. Bonaventure <laughs> game. I'm pretty sure that's what you're looking at. The Explorers, baby. Philly. Uh, all right, what, what else do we have? Who else is playing this weekend? I mean, you, you obviously have Virginia and UNC then on Saturday as well. Um, we not, can't get too far into that. Not, not to overshadow uh, Clemson at Miami, though, which is obviously a huge game. <laughs> I, I have no, I have no thoughts on Saturday. There's too much going on on Wednesday and this week and Tuesday even. So let's should we just tweet out our thoughts, or should Mike and I tweet out our thoughts? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to do. While Taylor spends I mean, his Twitter time following random people who we don't need to be following. I, I was, Kenny Kachi. <laughs> I'm I, a fan. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say. Uh, Virginia loses to Duke at home, but then beats UNC 
I'm going to say this. That is the worst take of the year. It's the complete opposite of that. This is the first. Okay, I could be completely wrong, and I I look forward to that. I guess this is going to be the first three-game ACC losing streak of uh, Tony Bennett's career. I've been saying this, like, all year that they were going to lose all these games, and now I'm, like, about to chicken out, but I'm going to say it. I'll stick by my (laughs) laurels. It's actually going to happen. It's happening. They are going to finish sixth in the ACC. It's all unfolding. Mm. Wait, didn't I say they were going to win the just now? I want to get that. On the record, I, I think losing to beat UNC. I think there is there is a a decent chance that they go zero two this week, mm-hmm. and then I think Leonard Prentice is going to drive over to Tony Bennett's house. Oh, here and we have go. a conversation. Nah, you guys are so wrong. He's going have a conversation. A la yeah, a la Joe Harris. Right, and it's going to be the turning point. That is no. This I saw the twinkle this in your eyes. This is about to run into a buzzsaw. <laughs> They're about to run into a buzzsaw. It's going to happen Wednesday night. All right, we'll Mark see. my words. Okay. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. So wait, you did take Virginia though, right, Luke? Yeah, I mean, I just think you guys are giving Duke too much credit after a Clemson squeak by at home. That, I mean, is this team really playing the best basketball in the ACC? I would say no. I would probably say Louisville full strength. I don't think Virginia Louisville, is, playing, definitely is playing the best basketball uh, either. The problem with all these teams is that they're one-dimensional. And that's Louisville, that's... Virginia to a lesser extent. That's the most one-dimensional. Interesting. The most potent potent team in this league is UNC at home, and that and that's a fact. And you think Virginia's going to go and beat UNC at home, but lose it on their home floor to Duke? I just yeah. don't understand you. Not a lot of people do. Okay, you're a hipster. I love you for that. <laughs> Bryce Harper haircut and all. But any other thoughts? I think that's it, guys. Yeah, I guess I'm done. I mean, come on, come on, UVA, six in the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than seventh. <laughs> Where, where's Wake Forest and Pitt right now? Where do they measure up? Dude, we got, uh, we got three gotta, losses let's go behind, Deeks. Mike. We got to go make plans. Behind? We got to make plans oh. for the banquet. Oh no! Listen, Mike, it's actually in play though. It is. Okay. It's not as bad as it was two weeks ago. Do we play Wake? We is yes. Yes. yes, yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> yes, Good. you do. Good. This this season. Keyshawn Woods, the unsung hero of this ACC season. I'm Best beard you. in the ACC. Yeah. Mm. Sneakily good on offense. People underestimate him.